Welcome to All Things Beer. I'm Mark Richards. As part of All Things Beer, I'd like to introduce you to what I call a beer worth drinking. Sometimes you just have a beer, but when you truly come across a beer worth drinking, you have to pause and take a note of it. So grab a beer and join me to discover a beer worth drinking. Okay, back like a rebel making trouble. Here we are on another episode of A Beer Worth Drinking. And boy, is this ever a beer worth drinking. And we've got multiple players on this today. Pat Woodward is back in the house. Happy to drop in for this one. Oh, man. I mean, this is hyped up. And we obviously are indebted to and welcome Bill Babbitt, longtime beer writer for Drink Up Columbus and Beer Advocate. I think the first time I met you, Bill, we were working together outdoors at the North Market Beer Fest, and we were pouring for Seven Sun. The TV crew is there from one of the channels and was recording Colin talking about his beers. And here's us two schmucks in the background pouring beers, you know, out of the jockey box. And I think that was the first time I met you as we worked a day together there. You were recently retired. Yeah. You know, Colin is really good at finding the cameras. He, he's, he knows how to promote uh, Seven Sun and uh, oh, yeah. does a good job. Colin's a great guy. So what you have brought us today, and boy, am I lucky. This is my third time in my life having this. Pat, have you ever had this beer? I've tried it once before, many years ago. Many years, okay. And then this is the Sam Adams Utopias. So this is one of the rarer beers you can find anywhere in the world, really. So, Bill, you're a fan of the Utopias. You want to tell us a little bit about your first experience with it, and then uh, what do you love about this beer? It's a hard beer to find, obviously. They make it every two years. First time I had it was in uh, 2017, and of all places, Kroger had bottles. I don't know how many bottles they had, but each day for several weeks, you could enter a raffle. For several days over those two weeks, I went to multiple Kroger's, entered myself, my wife, my daughter, and my son-in-law. And And your dog. Yeah, almost. (laughs) If I had a dog, I would have. And lo and behold, I won a bottle. And I think some people probably thought you won the bottle. Well, you win the right to buy the bottle Mm -hmm. for $200. Well worth it. It was a wonderful beer. This is the first time I found it again. This is a 2023 edition, and it is different. You know, the original beer, of course, was everything you'd expect. Strong, rich, sweet, just a wonderful beer to, to sip. Yeah. Uh, the new beer is a little different, so I'll be yeah. interested in your take on that. Well, I think they want to call it a triple Bach when it was originally brewed, and this was first brewed in 94. They have barrel-aged it. 2002 was the first year that they used spirits to barrel-age, so... They get their barrels from Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is no slouch in the spirits world. And they used a combination of 86 different barrels in 2021. Now, with this being the 2023 release, I have to kind of ask, what year was this brewed versus bottled? How long do they age this? Do you know, Bill? Does it say on the card there? You know, that's a great question. Uh, And I don't know. It mentions it it is barrel aged in several different barrels. It says Ruby Port. Cascavelos cast from Portugal and cognac okay. barrels from France. Wow. Yeah, I've got here showing on their website, urban wine port, various barrels that they use. And then, of course, it's all blended together. I mean, I've just been smelling it while you guys have been talking. And it has a beautiful nose, but it's, as you would expect, boozy. I don't know. Have we said that this is a 28% ABV beer? We're saying it now. This is a 28% <laughs> beer. And 
it does a lot to hide some of that alcohol, but it is a very alcoholic brew. But we're talking about things like brandy and port, mm-hmm. and it, it is in that direction for oh, sure. Definitely. A few episodes back, we did an episode on Sammy Klaus, which at one time was the strongest beer in the world, I think. Yeah. And that is like 15%, which now people would just, right. <laughs> Bill's <laughs> laughing, 15%. It's oh, like a Bud Light to <laughs> Bill. <That's> <laughs> but I think this one is, uh, this eclipsed it. And, you know, I think it was for quite a long time the strongest beer in the world. But I mean, it as a brewer, you know, yeast, it's very difficult to get the yeast to live in oh, yeah. such an alcoholic uh, elixir. Well, the yeast that they use is is a champagne yeast, and then they also use another one that they call the ninja yeast. That's all they describe it as, and they even use quotes on their website in description. And that's, I mean, you'd have to have, you know, without distillation, you'd have to have a pretty hearty yeast. I, it, I don't know of any that would get this high. Yeah, obviously it picks up probably a little bit of ABV from the spirits barrels. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, multiple t- kinds of yeast and and lots of barrel aging and probably repitching and uh, lots of things. I'm sure to get it up to this level. One other amazing thing that I find about it is that it is pretty simple. This just reads like a pale ale malt bill here: pale malt, Munich malt, caramel sixty. That's it. SRM on this for the color. I mean, it's pretty rich, ruby, deep amber at a SRM of 34. And the hop varieties they use in this is Hollatower, Mittelfrew, Spalt, Spalter. Well, when I first tasted it, um, yeah, it tastes a little different than I was expecting from the nose because on the nose, I'm getting a lot of dark fruits, right? You know, I get a lot of, uh, let's say, plums or blackberries or lots of fruit. But when I drink it, my first thought was something like chocolate, but there's a kind of a maltiness to mm-hmm, it. There is. And there's something that you would not get in a port or in a brandy or a cognac. Yeah, and that maltiness, I mean, it almost expresses itself in the way like a, a single malt scotch or something would. It's very rich, very mm, it, deep. It is it's very, very rich, yeah. What do you get on the very back end of this? Is there something that lingers at the very end when you drink it? I could say it's a tad smoky, kind of a berry note. And oddly, it doesn't leave your breath hot with alcohol. This is what I thought was different this year. They said, they, of course, they age it in American bourbon barrels, yep. scotch peated whiskey barrels, and they say the peated whiskey barrels add a whisk of smoke. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, very, very subtle. I mean, there's almost something just a little bit savory at the finish. Umami. A little umami, mm-hmm. just a hint of it. I mean, it wouldn't be too surprising if a few yeast gave up the ghost on trying to get up to 28%. Yeah, now this comes in a 25.4 ounce bottle, which is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it looks like a boil vessel from a brewery. There's a little entry door where you can see Sam Adams toasting you with his stein and Sam Adams painted on the other side of it. It's an absolutely beautiful bottle. This is released every other year. And another thing I found from the web was that their employees get one of these. That's a nice gift. It's a nice gift, yeah. The bottles themselves are collector's items. I still have the bottle from 2017. Now, are they markedly different from this one? Exactly the same. They're all exactly the same. Okay. And each bottle is numbered. This is number 23908. So Okay, cool. Obviously a very limited release. Yeah. Is this like a crockware? It kind of looks like it is. It's a ceramic bottle. Yeah, that's cool. Really neat. 
but yet it's got some kind of paint on the outside that yeah. makes it look metallic it's, yeah, like it it's is, a it's, copper. I, I don't so it looks it's like copper. Coated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's actually copper coated. I mean, I guess the shape of it is like a boil kettle. Like we're looking at this exactly. picture exactly. of <laughs> the Anchor Brewery. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Uh, that always hangs over my bar here at the home. And it looks very much like this, right? It's yeah. a boil kettle, basically. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful copper. It's definitely one for sharing, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, I know people will get these and have a shot a month or so. Okay. okay right, yeah. and, and you kind of share it and spread the love over a long period of time. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's not like you lose any carbonation. It's a, it's a still beverage. So why wouldn't it just sit on the liquor shelf? I got the bottle just before Thanksgiving. On, on that following Saturday, I was hoping to have a celebratory drink after a certain football game. Oh, okay, it yeah. It didn't work out that way, but... You have to keep that one until next year, I guess. <laughs> I'll save another shot. But it is nice that, you know, you don't... Once you crack it, you can keep it for a long period of time. And, of course, if you get a little oxidation here, that would just add sherry-like flavors that would fit right in with the beer, I would think. The last bottle lasted about a year, so and, okay. and it was okay. equally good at the end. Well, we are in your debt, Bill. Thank you so much for sharing this truly unique beer. I mean, I've never had anything other than this one that would be in the same ballpark, really. That smoky finish is what I was kind of curious if yeah. uh, if you would pick up on that. Yeah, it's I, there. It is very subtle, but yeah, it is different. Once again, thanks for listening to All Things Beer, and this is definitely a beer worth drinking. Cheers. Cheers.